Here's something we aspire to have, but probably don't even know what it is. Integrity. What is integrity? My name's Mark Bunting, and welcome to Rocks, little small podcast where, well, like a rock, you can carry it around with you, you can make good use of it if you want to, or you can just toss it away. It's not my worry, but it's here for you to enjoy. Rocks. So integrity. Integrity comes from the phrase integer, which means as a whole, complete. So if you have integrity, you are complete. You are exactly what you say you are. Pretty simple concept, really. But you know what? How easy is integrity to lose? I am what we call high in red. This is my communications course, Open Flames. And if you're high in red, you're very loyal. Integrity in a relationship is absolutely everything to someone who is high in red, as we say. Ask me more about that later on. If you get lied to or let down, I'm one of these people who find it really hard to forget. I'll forgive because I have to, but I uh, know you've already dumped on me, so you'll probably dump on me again. You've already lied to me, so you probably lie to me again. That's my version of integrity. It only takes the smallest pin to pop a balloon, and integrity is gone. It is no longer a balloon. So is that what integrity is to you? I want to give you a story about integrity. And this is a love story, and I've got a very similar one myself. It goes like this. They call this one integrity and love. So it was six minutes to six. That's what the clock said over the information booth at the New York Grand Central Station. The tall, young army officer lifted his sunburned face and narrowed his eyes to note the exact time. His heart was pounding with a beat that choked him. In six minutes, he would see the woman who had filled such a special place in his life for the past 18 months. The woman he had never seen, yet whose words had sustained him unfailingly. In one of those letters, he had confessed to her that he often felt fear, and only a few days before this battle, he had received her answer. Of course you'd fear. All brave men do. He had remembered that, and it had renewed his strength. He was going to hear her voice now, four minutes to six. A girl passed closer to him, and Lieutenant Blanford stared. She was wearing a flower. But it was not the little red rose they had agreed upon. Besides, this girl was only about 18, and Hollis Maynell had told him she was 30. His mind went back to that book he'd read in training camp of human bondage, and throughout the book were notes in a woman's handwriting. He'd never believed that a woman could see into a man's heart so tenderly and so understandingly. Her name was on the book plate, Hollis Maynell. He got a hold of a New York City telephone book, and he'd found her address. He had written, she had answered, and the next day... He'd been shipped out, and they'd gone on writing. So for 13 months, she had faithfully replied. And when his letters didn't arrive, she wrote anyway. And now he believed he loved her, and she loved him. But she'd refused all his pleas to send him her photograph. She had explained, if your feeling for me had no reality, what I look like won't matter. Suppose I'm beautiful. I'll always be haunted that you'd been taking a chance on just that. And that kind of love would disgust me. Suppose that I'm plain, and you must this must admit this is more than likely, then I'd always fear that you are only writing because you were lonely and had no one else. So no, don't ask for my picture. When you come to New York, you'll see me, and you'll make your own decision. One minute to six. 
He flipped the pages of the book he held, and then Lieutenant Blanford's heart leapt. This young, beautiful woman was coming towards him. Her figure was long and slim, her long blonde hair laying curls from her delicate ears, and or behind her delicate ears, and her eyes were as blue as flowers. Her lips and chin had a gentle firmness. And in her pale green suit, she was like springtime come alive. He started towards her, forgetting to notice that she wasn't wearing a rose. And as he had moved, a small, provocative smile curved her lips. Going my way, soldier, she murmured. He made one step closer to her, and then he saw Hollis Maynell. She was standing almost directly behind that girl, a woman well past forty, her greying hair tucked under a worn hat. She was more than plump. Her thick, ankled feet were thrust into low-heeled shoes, but she wore a red rose on her rumpled coat. The girl in the green suit was walking quickly away. Blanford felt, though he was being split in two, so keen was his desire to follow that girl, yet so deep was his longing for the woman whose spirit had truly companioned and upheld his own. And there she stood. He could see her pale face. It was gentle and sensible. Her grey eyes had a warm twinkle. Lieutenant Blanford did not hesitate. His fingers gripped the worn copy of the book which was to identify him to her, and this would not be love, but it would be something very special. A friendship for which he had had been and would forever be grateful. He squared his shoulders, he saluted, he held the book out towards the woman, and although even while he spoke he felt the bitterness of his disappointment, he said, I am Lieutenant Blamford, and you're Miss Maynell. I'm so glad you could meet me. May I take you to dinner? The woman's face broadened in a tolerant smile. And she said this, she said, I don't know what this is all about, young man. But that young lady in the green suit, she begged me to wear this rose on my coat. And she said, if you asked me to go out with you, I should tell you that she's waiting for you in that restaurant across the street. She said, this was some kind of test of your integrity. So, yep. That is integrity, and it's really interesting. When I uh, met my beautiful wife many, many, many years ago, we were mates, um, and we would talk on the phone. And we got talking and talking and talking and talking and talking, and she's going to kill me for telling you this. But I had never seen her, and then after a while I realised I'd fallen in love with her. I'd fallen in love with a woman I'd never seen. And so she, I said to her, could you please send me a photo? I've fallen in love with you. And she did. I was lucky. She was hot. She was gorgeous. And she still is the most gorgeous woman in the world to me. I tell you what, if you ever had a chance to fall in love with someone over the phone, do it. Because you fall in love with their soul, not with what they look like. Just like that. So that, I guess, is integrity. Enjoy. Have a lovely, lovely day. Thank you for listening to the podcast. This has been Mark Bunting, and this has been Rocks. Rocks.